Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And this is episode 13. Lucky 13. And we've got a full episode for you today. Very excited. We're going to chat about superstitions. It seemed fitting with episode 13 to talk a little bit about some superstitions that relate to us, our families, our practices. Uh, And we're also going to talk a little bit about a new herb today. Totally. We're going to chat about clover. Again, fitting with superstitions. Yeah. We've got a whole theme. But before we get into all of that, Lindsay, how was your day? How was your week? My day was discouraging. Oh, no. I, it, was not, it, was, it wasn't really anything. It was just like I drove around and I did things and there were people at the places that I did things and sometimes I'm okay with them and sometimes I'm not. And today I just wasn't. Today was a, a, a social anxiety I don't want to be in a busy store kind of day. Yeah, I mean, social anxiety is really the best way that I can describe it, but it wasn't quite social anxiety. Like, I wasn't having anxiety being around people. I just didn't want to be around them. Yeah, that's totally fair. Some (laughs) days you just don't want to see other people. Uh, I, I, oddly enough, also had, like, I had a good day, but I also had some frustrations of, like, not feeling motivated and being like turned down for wanting to like learn something new in my day-to-day job. So yeah. it was just kind of a weird day, but I'm glad that we're together. Me too. And that this we get to record. Of yeah. We get to record this episode and nobody wants to hear about our blahs, but I think sometimes it's important to share. Yeah. Sometimes we have blahs. Uh, but we're going to light our ritual candle Ooh. and get things started. Piney little lady. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got our uh, fresh new, um, instead of a cauldron, our little like cast iron ash holder. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's sort of an ashtray. Kind of. sort of an incense burner. burner. It's not going to light the table on fire. That's the main thing. Yeah. No, she's shaped like a kitty cat. I assume it's a she because she looks kind of like a she to me. Turns out I can't light a candle and talk in the mic at the same time. I wasn't sure if she was going to light there for a second. She she didn't really look like she wanted to, but there she is. Perfect flame. Awesome. Well, I had never really considered my uh, ashtray incense burner uh, gendered, but, you know, I have to agree. It does kind of look like a little little sassy lady cat. Yeah, I we'll think t- so. We'll take some photos for the Instagram, but everything's lit now and we're we're settled. We've had our shot of Montenegro. I'm going to let the disappointments of the day wash off Yeah, and chat with all of you. Totally. So if you're having a disappointing day, like this is the time now, pause, get your cup of tea and, you know, just settle in. So we were chatting before the uh, episode a little bit about, you know, what we're going to chat about today and it sort of came up that we share a cat story every week and we have yet to really talk about our fifth cat. We haven't talked about Cutie Patootie, the madam herself, Pterodactyl. We haven't spoken much about Pterodactyl. She's pretty boring. She's she's I find that so, hard to believe. Her name is Pterodactyl. I know. She's so cute. She is the cutiest patootiest, but she doesn't do anything. She's such an independent little woman. She like <laughs> has her spots where she likes to lay and sleep all day. And when she comes up to hang out with you, it's such a treat. I I like that. I like when it's like like I like when it's special. 
It is. It is. She definitely has her times of the day where she's the most snuggly. Um, but otherwise, usually when she comes to you, it is because she wants to eat your food. <laughs> and she'll Lusk. just like sit there and stare at you. We call it s- sterodactyling. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sterodactyling. She sterodactyls at you. <laughs> and uh, well, what and I waits. what I want to know is, uh, I think you are familiar uh, with how I've gotten my cats, and uh-huh. we'll eventually share that with all the listeners as well. Little origin stories, but I have no idea how you ended up with yours. So I would actually love to hear the origin story for pterodactyl. Okay, so with pterodactyl and with all of my pets, um, Brian has never known when they are coming home because he always tells me I can't have them. But he always forgets that I make the rules. (laughs) So So, Brian's your husband. (laughs) Yes. For new listeners. (laughs) So there was a point um, where I had Mr. the cat and um, a dog called Lucky who is no longer with us. Poor Lucky. Yes. And Mr. and Lucky were best friends, but I felt like there needed to be another cat in the house. So I was telling Brian we should get another cat. And he was like, do not get another fucking cat. (laughs) And one day I was like, because when you rent, it's super difficult sometimes to like get your landlord to agree to let you bring in a third pet and then have to go to the shelter and, uh, and you need their permission and and then they call them. So I was looking on Craigslist for kittens and I, I came across an ad on Craigslist for some kittens in a town called Lakeville, which is. Not the nicest town ever, but it's fine. It's, is that it's a fine town here, in Massachusetts? It is in Massachusetts. Okay. It's a uh, what do they call it? I think it's I think it's like Bridgewater Triangle area. I'm not from here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's like uh, like like Foxborough esque area. I think I could be totally wrong. Right. I don't fucking know. So anyway, I was like, I I messaged the guy and I was like. Hey, I'm interested in one of your kittens. And he was like, cool, I have a male and a female left. And I was like, okay. And he was like, which one do you want? And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'll take the male. And then he was like, cool, you can have the female. And I was like, okay. And then he messaged back and he was like, no, no, somebody else wants the female. You can have the male. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm getting the male, whatever. So I texted my friend Nick and I was like, I need you to come with me to Lakeville to pick up a cat. And the first thing he says is Brian's going to kill you. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to be a part of this. <laughs> Poor Brian. <laughs> Cause he's also friends with Brian. I feel like he's and I was like, sabotaged. With I was like, listen, dude, I'm going to go and get this kitten. And if I get murdered, it's going to be on your conscience because you didn't come with me. So oh, he came wow. with me. That's some, heavy, <laughs> that's some heavy guilt for a fucking kitten. <laughs> so he came with me. Um, and we were going to meet up with this dude, like, in a parking lot in this town, right? So we get there, and I'm texting the guy, and I'm like, hey, I'm here. And he's like, cool, my daughter's going to bring be there shortly with the cat. So, like, 20 minutes later, she shows up with this kitten, and it's pterodactyl. I don't think they had a name for her before i would be shocked if uh if any cat ever came with a cool name like pterodactyl no but i i got her or what i thought was him and i was like his name shall be pterodactyl and uh, and we had pterodactyl the boy cat and then so we drove home and i had like a crate nick insisted on holding her the entire way 
couple of weeks later, I take her to the vet to, like, make sure she's up to date on shots and all sure. of that stuff. I wanted to make sure there were no, like, little wormies in her butt or whatever. And they were like, oh, pterodactyl is a hers. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, her name's still pterodactyl. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, whatever. A name is a name and a cat is cat. Yeah. And, you know, they're fixed. So what does it even matter? Yeah. Um. Uh, now, based on the drama of the beginning of this story, was Brian upset? Oh, he was so pissed. <laughs> he was so <laughs> pissed. <laughs> Pterodactyl, she was just like, she was propped up next to a bookcase and she was like on her hind legs with her little, her little front paws on her belly and she was snoozing that way. Oh, that's, uh, if you go to 5C2P... Uh, dot com that is the photo of pterodactyls <laughs> she still sleeps like that she does that's not that's i do have the actual photo of her oh, sleeping cute. like that but that that was much later that was of her licking her her hoo-ha um sexy yeah um but uh brian walked in and he saw her and he was like what the fuck and he walked outside and stayed out there for like two hours because he was so mad at me <laughs> well I've seen Brian with pterodactyl, and that opinion has certainly changed. It has. It has. <laughs> I do like to remind him how much he did not want her from time to time. That's fair. You know, it can be it can be important to consult the other members of your household before you introduce a new pet. It can be, yes. But in my case... In, in your household, you do you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows that if, if I feel like we need another member of the family, it's going to happen. Or he should at this point. Like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so we've got Pterodactyl, our little Craigslist, sketchy exchange in a parking lot, potentially unwanted and now fully loved, gender confusion, kitty. Yes. Love it. Much loved. Love it. We will share further origin stories with all of you uh, throughout the next year of episodes. But in the meantime, we are going to chat with you today about superstitions as it relates to our 13th episode. We're going to try a little clover and we'll take things from there. Be totally. back in a minute. See you soon, witches. Superstitions. I am pretty stoked to talk about this uh, because two reasons. One, episode 13, and I thought it was cool and I'm a dork. Uh, but two, when we sat down and independently wrote about superstitions that we had believed in or practiced as like kids or throughout our lives or were most familiar with, they're all about plants. Yeah, oddly enough, they did turn out to be about plants. So this is like a weird green witch superstition thing. <laughs> because there's so many, I think, you know, a lot of people are familiar with, you know, things surrounding black cats and ladders and sidewalk cracks and all that sort of stuff. But uh, this isn't a deep dive research podcast, <laughs> uh, if you haven't figured that out by now. <laughs> and so uh, it was more interesting to look at things that we had 
um, we had done. So we're going to share with you a little bit about some of the superstitions that we have uh, participated in or are familiar with and where they come from, um, how they're practiced, and if there's any other little familial stories along the way. Cool, dude. Let's jump into it. So I think that there's uh, obviously a little plant theme here. And we are going to talk more in depth about clover, uh, but I thought that that was a great place to start, sort of start and end with clover. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. So I think, you know, most folks are familiar with, like, find a four-leaf clover should bring you good luck. Yeah. And, you know, I have a lot of fun and interesting clover facts, but one of the things that I found out about clover, and again... We'll talk more in depth about, you know, the actual herb in a little bit. Uh, but did you know that five-leaf clover is bad luck? No, but I have found a five-leaf clover before. Yeah, so a five-leaf clover oh, is supposed to be bad luck. Okay. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, so you've got, like, neutral three-leaf clover, boring old normal clover. You've got four-leaf clover that is good luck, and I think you've got a little bit more... Uh, information around that side of things but then five leaves is too many leaves apparently apparently there's some like bad juju uh superstitions in and amongst itself that have to do with the number five so a clover with five leaves too many leaves no good bad luck holy shit you know what that's super fucked up dude because i found a five leaf clover while larping once. oh that's right I and and it was kind of my thing. Like I was gonna, I I went out every morning and I hunted for four leaf clovers as my character, yeah. and I I found them. But one day I found a five leaf one, and I thought it was the luckiest thing <laughs> to find this five leaf clover. No, apparently it's terrible. Well, you know what? It was lucky for the person that I gave Aww. it to that day. I gave it to a character called Kalia. Um, because she was going off to fight a worm, and I gave it to her for good luck in not dying in the worm fight, and she did not die. Very nice. Yes. Well, uh, maybe maybe that bad luck transferred in some other way. Maybe. Hard to say. Maybe. But yeah, bad five five leaf clovers apparently bad juju. Oh shit! I'm sorry, Kalia. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have the worst uh, the worst time finding any clovers. Like, I mean, I can find a clover, but like, it, like four leaves, five leaves, two leaves, nine leaves, whatever. If it doesn't have three, I'm not gonna find it. I had never found a four leaf clover until um, LARPing in that LARP, and there was another character called Avery who showed me this patch. I was having like, oh, yeah. sort of an existential crisis as my character, and Avery showed me this patch as a means to like show me what to do they were like here you go maybe this is going to help you and there are so many four-leaf clovers there, that grow in that patch there is and so that is a, a characteristic you know if there's typically if there's one mm -hmm. that particular patch is a mutation that spreads from plant to plant okay. so like the little offshoots of that plant will also have four leaves kind of okay. thing so that's why you find them in groups like that's that. that's the only time i've ever found a four-leaf clover well i think that's pretty special that patch yeah so as far as like where it comes from goes i did a little reading earlier and what the first thing that i read was that um four-leaf clo clover was first mentioned like in the bible as sort of a thing yeah. where uh 
it was kind of representative of paradise in the Garden of Eden. Yep, I've heard that as well. Um, I've I've heard that uh, parables around um, disciples, or even uh, as much as Jesus himself using the three. Uh, normal puddles of a clover to describe the Trinity and that sort of yeah. thing. So it is St. Patrick used to yeah. use um, a three leaf clover as um, uh, to, to teach of the Holy Trinity as well. Yeah, so yeah. is that where the good luck portion comes from? No. So where the good luck portion comes from is from the four leaf clover. Um, and that's because the four leaves are meant to represent hope, faith, love, and luck. Um, as far as like, the four leaf clover as a whole being lucky there isn't really much on that except that you're lucky if you find one. Oh, i think that's cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is cute um and and more on like clovers and saint patrick and the irish and stuff like that you know it, it kind of like it, it coincides with like the luck of the irish but turns out yeah it, it was the three leaf clover actually that um saint patrick used and that's representative of him and i dated an irish guy for a few years a guy <laughs> like a guy not a guy from ireland fair who uh, uh like always as a kid and always we would always think that shamrocks were like the four-leaf clover right and but he corrected me and he said no shamrock is the three-leaf clover Fair. There's also a distinction between a clover and a shamrock plant. A shamrock plant is its own distinct plant as well. No kidding. That has three leaves. Oh, I it's didn't one know of the that. most like you didn't tell me that. Yeah, it's one of the most basic plants you can grow, um, and it's got little tiny yellow flowers. Oh, yeah, that's cute. It is cute. That's super cute. Uh, so we'll share a little more about clover in a little bit, uh, but moving from clover, you had sort of a general one that you had shared, which I have heard before, um, regarding white flowers. Yeah, so my family only really had one superstition that I can recall when I was growing up, and that was never, ever give grandma white flowers. Why specifically grandma? Grandma was Korean. Um, grandma was born raised in korea and she didn't come over here until i don't know how old she was nobody really knows how old she was because they didn't really keep records of births back then um so we think that she was you know x amount of years old when she came here but we don't know we don't even know if my mom's birthday is her correct birthday they just kind of like made things up at some point so that I, I want a tangent so hard right now into if you could make up your own birthday, what birthday would you have? Yeah, well, so we're like, not we going to do that. We don't really know. But th there was always a superstition behind white flowers in um, Korean culture and maybe maybe uh, a lot of Asian cultures as well. I'm not entirely certain. But uh, white flowers represent death and grief. So if we were to, and people did make the mistake of giving my grandmother white flowers from sure. time to time, like yeah. people who weren't family. And it was just, it was like, <gasps> no. And she thought that <clears throat> those white flowers were going to bring death into her home. Okay. So the idea there is that it's not even that it's just unlucky. It's that because of the association with death, 
that it was inviting death into the home. I think that she believed that. Yeah, that's I don't know cool. if culturally speaking, that's that's how it goes. But she d- she definitely did seem to believe that. I, yeah, I mean, I've heard similar things. Um, you know, growing up, uh, almost all funeral flowers were white. I remember specifically asking my mom about this at some point, uh, and you know, the answer was like, "That's just you know, white white flowers for funerals. Like that's mm-hmm. the appropriate thing." And my retort to that was always, we're already sad. You know, like we don't need to have, not that white flowers are ugly, but just, you know, why are we also filling this space with reminders of death? And why wouldn't you want to fill it with color and beauty and things that remind you of the person as a celebration of life? But yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with that, man. I totally agree with that. But yeah, I I have also like growing up white flowers for funerals, a hundred percent. And we, Grow, like very specifically, the only white flowers, like pure white flowers, I suppose, that we had in the house were Easter lilies. Oh, yeah. Beyond that, um, daisies that would grow in the yard, but they're like white mm-hmm. and yellow kind yeah, of right, thing. Right. Um, but yeah, it, like even bouquets of like carnations and stuff, my dad would always take the white ones out. Um, and it really? was. Really? Yeah. And it was Easter lilies, the only white flower I can remember. And, you know, that's about death and life, I think. Right. Yeah. I think the Easter lily, the the Easter lily to me symbolizes like a rebirth and and renewal and rejuvenation and blah, 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 whatever. But yeah, it is a white flower. You're totally right. I I find it interesting that like that's also I bet my like if my grandmother could sit here as well would be like you never do that (laughs) never never white like only white flowers for funerals never white flowers as presents yeah yeah (laughs) oh that's so interesting to me that it that it um that holds true for um for people from other countries yeah yeah for sure uh on the white flower kick the the other white flower that I always had, I guess it's not really a superstition, but uh, maybe it is, is daisies. I'd say uh, that's kind of a superstition. Yeah. Or at least, like, we used to play a game when we were kids that was sort of superstitious. Right. And so I think superstition, a lot of times, people associate it with it being something bad. Right. Like, if you do, like, if you step on a crack, you'll break your mother's back. If you walk under a ladder, it's bad luck. A lot of superstitions sort of revolve around that, like, evil bad luck omens bad like bad juju like something terrible is going to happen to you because of this but a superstition is just something i think is just something weird that you believe like it's a it's a repeated practice around something a piece of folklore or a piece of belief that has uh, has not even lost its original meaning but it's just a like it's a thing that you do that like may have stemmed from originally somewhere else like for this example for daisies it's the like you pluck one petal it's Mm -hmm. like he loves me he loves me not he loves me he loves me not yeah and you go all the way around the flower and you destroy this poor flower by plucking out all of its petals dude i think that every little girl did that or every little girl who like had a yard who had daisies in her yeah i knew what they were you know i Um, i it was definitely popular, like with myself and my friends, and Same. my mom taught it to me. Uh, I don't know who taught it to me. <laughs> Probably not my mom. She's not really that kind of gal. But 
But I also remember being able to like more or less not necessarily cheat the system, but like oh, yeah. I could count the petals. So like I'm not oh, stupid. Yeah. So then I would just <laughs> pick the flowers that would give me the result I wanted. So that it was never very effective. Little girls are certainly crafty. Now that this came from um this came from a uh sort of like a game that French maidens would play. Oh. Okay. In, in like medieval times. And I, I have I have it written down, but I don't speak French and I don't want oh, to I do. murder this gorgeous <laughs> <Let> language. <laughs> so I'm gonna have you read it. Wait, I want actually I want you to read it first and then Fuck, and butcher dude. it. All right. I have to pronounce ridiculous words every episode. All right, all right. Effoyer la Marguerite. Uh okay, no, no, I'm totally lost. I don't know what La Marguerite means in French. I don't I don't know what it means either. It so okay, so it said something about like the thinning of the flower or the thinning of the petals or something like that. Oh but all right. what is the first how do you say the first word? Effoyer. Uh oh yeah, mar- so Effoyer la Marguerite oh, is right. yeah Effoyer yes uh, so Effoyer la Marguerite is uh, d- yeah it's depetaling the flower it, Margar- yeah. Marguerite is a daisy oh yeah. okay so Effoyer so Foyer would be the petal or the leaves of a davi- daisy okay and Effoyer I think is unpetaling <laughs> like plucking essentially oh. it's not literally plucking but it's like depetaling the flower. Yeah. Okay. I didn't Twelve do. years of high school I, French. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Zero years of high school <laughs> French. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. So that was also very similar to. Uh, I had always done the dandelion thing, uh, which is actually supposed to be a similar like. Um, you blow on a dandelion puffball, and if all the little puff seeds blow off, mm-hmm. then the person that you were thinking of likes you too. Oh, mine was just uh, making a wish yeah. off of the puff. Yeah, off so, of the puffy. So I had heard the, the like the wish thing, um, but I had also like and I had completely forgotten uh, until you know we were prepping for this episode and, and talking a little bit about this. I was like, oh, like we used to do the like think of you know so and so like oh I wonder if you know Jeremy likes me and then oh. and then you know if you blew off all the puff seeds then that significant other likes you and that actually stems from uh. wow <laughs> wow wow <laughs> that was violent <laughs> um so that one actually stems from um a more sort of deep seated so originally it wasn't does this person like you that's sort of like the schoolgirl modern version of it oh, okay. but it was uh, originally founded in um is your like is your lover faithful and oh. it like are you meant to be it was something that people that were already together um would do Oh, would so, they do it together or just no? Oh, it would be like but it was secret. Like, yeah, if you wanted to know if your partner was um, was faithful to you, then you would pull on the puffball. Holy shit! I don't um, know if I would trust a puffball to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's totally fair. Is it similar to like a lot of these all stem around? 
like, does someone like me? Which is really weird because there's one with the buttercup too, where you hold the buttercup under your chin. And I've seen it done with dandelions as well. So buttercups are dandelions. And it originally, the, the oldest one that I could find uh, um, doing a little bit of reading was if your chin, under your chin, glowed yellow from the yellow flower, then you would be rich when you were older. Oh, but it was I think it was just used for various forms of successful and right. that eventually translated into you think about somebody that likes you and if they glows yellow into your chin, they like you too. And there's how many freaking flowers do we need to tell us whether or not somebody likes us? Like I know. <laughs> like just go up to the person that you like and be like, Hey, I like you. Do you like me? What the fuck, people? <laughs> that works on. really well for 10-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I did find it kind of odd that there's so many of these flower like superstitions that are like, I wonder if my lover is thinking of me. <laughs> so the one that really, like, that really got fuck. me when I was looking more on it was uh, knock on wood. So that one is something that I still do. Yeah. And I actually, like, I do it without even, like, thinking about, like, I have no idea why, like, knock on wood is a, a saying, is a thing. If I take a shot, I like to tap my shot glass I on wood. I was just going to yeah. say, I wonder if that's associated. People, I see a lot of people do that, and I'm like, I'm not tapping my shit. I'm, like, taking that shot. <laughs> I always, <laughs> I always tap it on wood. And uh, where that one comes from is way more interesting. So, uh, to me, anyway. Originally, it was thought, you know, in the times of like the Dark Ages and that sort of thing, there were good trees and bad trees. And good trees housed good spirits and bad trees have bad spirits. How do you know which one's which? Oh, that's a whole other episode. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, but the, the good trees normally also housed fairies. Ooh, I and, like the fairies. Yeah, and fairy They're folk cool. or fae folk. And so you would knock on, you would knock on a tree to invoke a blessing. And so knock on wood is invoking the blessing of the spirit or the fairy that lives inside that wood and asking them for your for to favor you. Okay. All right. Which I love. I love that idea of like it's not just about does that boy like me? It's about yeah. you know whether or not uh a, like a weird mystical fairy folk cares to give you their blessing. I like that. All right. So well it doesn't feel right to me then to like knock on a table because you're knocking on wood then because there's probably not any fairies living there. Somebody murdered their home. You know, if I was a fairy and I could live in any piece of wood, it'd be a bar top. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, you know, where it stems from is the idea of, I like that. of spirits inhabiting trees. Cool, dude. Um, I'm going to sneak in one more here. Yeah. Let's, that sort of yeah, goes along with that vein of like, uh, you know, does so-and-so like me? And the, uh, the sort of like proper improper versions of, you know, a lot of these superstitions that people are familiar with do come from a time period when uh, witches were you know, ostracized and uh, being criminalized and yeah. uh, that sort of thing. And there was a more recent one that my grandmother used to tell me all the time, which I think I've mentioned on the the Witches That Came Before mm -hmm. episode, but I wanted to just sort of venture back to that. And it's whistling girls and crowing hens always come to some bad end. And that stems from the idea of those are two things that proper women should not be. You should not be a whistling girl 
because you should be if you were a girl you should be seen not heard you whistling was this like frivolent mischievous dude thing and crowing hens are nagging old women women that are constantly complaining about things that are calling it out how it is so whistling girls young innocent promiscuous uh tricksy girls and complaining old women that nag and say it how it is Always come to some bad end. Oh, shit. I'm coming to all of the bad ends. Right? <laughs> I, I felt like that was appropriate <laughs> for our pussies to hear. But, well, I don't know, dude. I, like, I guess I'm coming to all of the bad ends then. Because, <laughs> yes, I have been a whistling chick. Or, what a, what was it? Whistling, whistling, whistling girls. I was a whistling girl. <laughs> and now I am a crowing hen. So I think that, you know, if nothing else, that can prove superstitions. Fun to practice. Believe them if you believe them. Otherwise, I can fuck right off. Yeah, fuck right off. We'll be back in a moment, though, to chat about our our first little superstition. We're going to get some things ready here on our end and then chat about Clover. Oh, yeah, totally. We'll see you soon, witches. <laughs> Red Clover. I am uh, I'm excited to chat about this a little bit. We uh, chatted earlier about the superstitions around Red Clover and now, or Clover in general, uh, as it pertains to their leaves. And now I've got some information for us around specifically Red Clover as it relates to um, how to use it, how to harvest it, how to preserve it, and, of course, the question on everyone's mind. Dude, totally. Can you smoke it? Yes, you can. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, hers. (laughs) We had. It's been a while since we've smoked anything. It's been a while. I think the last thing we smoked was hyssop, and it made our lips weird. And yeah, (laughs) that's right. We're getting right back on that horse with some red clover. So we do have uh, some wonderful red clover um, flower buds. So the part that you smoke for clover are the uh, little dried buds of the actual purple flower. So, yes, red clover has purple flowers. Whatever. Deal with it. Uh, There is also white clover, which you can also use. It has different magical properties, which I'll get into in a sec. uh, In terms of our uh, smoking today, we have... Red clover flowers. I'm going to let you light that up. Totally, dude. I feel like in the wild, I've only really seen white clover flowers. Yeah, I see that a lot around here in Somerville, Massachusetts. Growing up, it was a mixture of of purple and white. I remember specifically the purple or the red clover um, was always sweeter. So, because we would actually pull the little the little thistle blossoms off and and suck the juice out of them and it was sweet. Oh, is that what I did? There I, were little purple know. flowers at <laughs> yeah. some point. Yeah. And, and I always thought that, that it was like a honeysuckle or something no, like that. No, honeysuckle is way different. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So it was clover it was that clover. I was sucking on. Yep. No fucking shit. Yep. Kids are stupid, aren't they? <laughs> so, uh, red clover... Uh, is actually much like many herbs that we've tried so far, um, is a uh, a bronchial herb. So uh, I'm going to use herbs pretty loosely now. It's you know it's a flower. It's not necessarily a herb herb, but 
I mean, um, I can feel the bronchial thing. This is pretty fucking harsh, man. Well, it's like, also I, very I can dry. See where it's gonna like clear you out. Yeah, we probably should spritz some water on this, which I didn't tell you when you were rolling it. So my bad, but I probably would have made it easier <laughs> to roll. Uh, Here, take CC. Hold on one sec. <laughs> I want you to just like hold it and let me puff from. Oh, us. I yeah. can do that too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is used for like things like whooping cough and bronchitis. Well, you better take a puff before it stops burning. Oh no, that shit's going. Oh, we've got to do it. Shit, it's the wrong way. Engineer Dan, you it doesn't want some? taste like anything. It tastes like burning. It tastes like burning. Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of disappointed. I was hoping it would taste like flowers. Well, they're all dry though, and they're like yeah, super know, but- dry. So. It- it's, I, I, it's very grassy. Like, yeah, dude. Like, I don't really think that like flowers stuff. are gonna taste like roses how flowers t- no, smell. No, roses taste like rose. Rose and taste like how roses taste, smell. Yeah, well, not how they smell, but they taste like rose. Tulips mm. taste like tulips. Nasturtiums taste like nasturtiums. Lavender taste. What like is lavender. a nasturtium? Oh, you we'll wait. get into that. We'll get into that at some other point. So, so clover smokes pretty nicely. It's pretty. I find it pretty smooth. Oh, I thought it was super harsh. I mean, it's. It's Bernie tasting, but I didn't, yeah. it didn't make me cough because it's a treatment for coughs. Uh, you can also, there is some disputed, I'm going to make this very clear, very disputed uh, uh, medical research that it can be used uh, externally for cancer. Uh, Ooh. It is a healing ointment. So if you take the leaves, stems, flowers, and grind them up, um, you could use it as a healing ointment, particularly effective with another plant called comfrey for cuts, wounds, sores, oh, yeah. that sort of thing. Comfrey. I've heard of that. My favorite is if you mix it with hops and lettuce, that uh, wild, like a wild lettuce, you can uh, make a tonic that induces sleep. Makes you sleep really well. Oh. So a hoppy, clovery, lettuce tonic. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Sounds dude. delicious. Hit the <laughs> shit again. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> puff, puff, pass. <laughs> you know, I like lettuce, but I like I kind of like lettuce like, I don't know. I guess I've never really eaten lettuce with another flower. Yeah, I mean, this is, you would just boil it. It wouldn't even taste like anything. You're making a tonic. Ew. <laughs> uh, some other fun uh, red clover facts. Uh, unlike a lot of the herbs that we have talked about, the roots are not used for anything. So they have very oh. spindly nothing roots. Uh, they grow in shallow soil. Uh, they are actually really great, though, for adding nitrogen into your soil. Okay. So if you... Um, if that's a if you're an avid gardener and that's something you want to add into your lawn, um, maybe don't use Roundup. I mean, don't use pesticides and herbicides on your lawn. Period is my motto. Uh, yeah, Roundup's advice. Shitty. But yeah, d- let the clover grow. It's actually like good for your lawn. My mom has a whole backyard full of clover. She's planted clover in her backyard. Oh, because, that's awesome! Um, yeah, she's she's making her entire backyard clover because she doesn't want to have to deal with. I love that mowing and stuff. It's great for bees <laughs> uh, and other pollinators. Um, it will attract them. But you know, if she was so inclined, she could also use it for a bunch of magic stuff. So. Uh, one of the more popular is almost tying back into that idea of like knocking on wood and getting mm-hmm. the fairies' blessings. So fairy magic is not always a good thing. They're very mischievous. They are mischievous. So uh, clover, and specifically red clover, was used to dispel fairy magic. Hmm. 
Uh, and it's also used as a divination tool. So you would um, use it to div- uh, divine specifically your perfect soulmate. Oh. So you can place some under your pillow or carry some on you, and it will help you find your perfect soulmate. It'll either if under your pillow, it'll help you dream about um, the the soulmate that you are supposed to be with, and then you'll know who they are oh. and how to look for them and find them. And if you carry it on you, thinking about you know wanting to find a perfect soulmate, then it will be more obvious to you when you meet them on the street. Oh, well, that's I mean that's cool, I guess. I'm, it's a lot of like flower romance love stuff. There is so much flower romance love stuff. <laughs> I wonder if any of it has actually worked for anybody. I don't know. I don't know. But it worked enough for someone for them to write it down and pass it along. It must have, yeah. That's super cute, though. I also thought it was um, really cute that, uh, in particular, clover should be gathered under the moonlight. Oh, I didn't and kept know that. away from the sun. And I think I have a I have an idea on this one. I'm gonna puff again. CCB put good good use today. <laughs> uh, <She> but <laughs> uh, so if you're preserving clover, you actually want to keep it out of bright sunlight uh, because the uh, the sun will bleach the purple flowers. So if you're drying oh. clover, you will. Um, actually either put it in a paper bag or between some like loose layers of paper Um, you're not going to press it you're just going to let it dry naturally but you're you tend to dry inside and cover it as opposed to like letting it hang in a window Mm -hmm. or from your rafters okay Uh, and yeah so I'm wondering if the drying of the flowers has anything to do with like keeping it out of the sun and keeping the properties of the clover flower intact Compared to, you know, drying it in the dark kind of thing. Right, right. So, but if you are harvesting clover for magical properties, you should only harvest it um, under the moonlight within one to two days of a full moon. And... Oh, okay. Specifically. Specifically a full moon. Uh, And then, uh, lastly... It's a consecration herb. So this is actually stemming back to uh, biblical times and before. Uh, it was used as a, uh, a consecration herb for blessing uh, various ritual tools. So it doesn't really matter. what My research has shown that it doesn't really matter how you use clover. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have a copper tool in particular, so maybe if your chalice was made of copper or something like that, right. then you would want to use clover uh, in particular to consecrate it. Or if you're creating a pentagram and you're consecrating that, okay. uh, you would want to use clover. And it doesn't really matter how it's used. You can use it in a way that feels right to you. So maybe you're grinding it up and mixing it in. Maybe you're, you know, um, smoke cleansing with it, you know, whatever you might be doing. But um, you want to use that in some way. You want the clover to come in contact with the item that you're consecrating. All right, cool. That's very cool. Yeah, it's... Maybe great for cancer, good for your lungs. It has a nice smooth smoke to me. Yeah, I mean, after like the initial, and it's always like, I light these things a lot, and the first couple of puffs are usually pretty harsh, so it could just be paper. Yeah, I mean, um, I make you my guinea pig here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm totally fine with being. But um, but yeah, it's it's nice, it's mellow. Um, Flavor-wise, 
not much. It, yeah, there's not much going on there. I've, I've feeling wise, um, I would not say that I feel as relaxed as I did with like mugwort or mullen or yeah, that's or good. Even like catnip. Yeah, but, uh, I, that that's good because it's not supposed to have any sort of. Um, relaxant hallucinogenic properties unless apparently you make a tonic with hops and lettuce uh, but... it cracks me up that <laughs> lettuce has to be in there and in that case <laughs> um, in that case I think it's the hops that are doing that because hops oh, sure, yeah, sure, hops sure, sure. do have that property and we'll, we'll chat about hops soon in the future but uh, yeah clover overall this really like innocent inconspicuous lawn flower and there's so many things that you can do with it uh, Aside from smoking magical properties, uh, you can also straight up eat it. So you can pick it, put it in your salad. It's delicious. It's sort of sweet, a little tart. Oh, I'm going to try to eat it then. As always, if you are harvesting wild, you want to make sure that you know where you're harvesting from. Yeah. And you want to make sure that there aren't any, again, pesticides, herbicides, or fertilizers that have come in contact with the um, things that you're eating. Uh, and that you're only taking a third of the population at max because you do want to keep that clover going for all the other things that actually need it, including the nitrogen in the soil. And you want to be you know, aware of what you're smoking. So... If you are, uh, you know, if you're pregnant, if you're planning on becoming pregnant, Clover's not for you. Uh, if you have any medical concerns, we're not doctors. We're just weirdos. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we just do dumb things sometimes. So, so do keep that in mind. Um, but I would smoke Clover again. I would put it in a blend purposefully. I would put it in yeah, like a, a man. I think um, a lung blend. I'd like to try it in like a tea at some point too. Ooh, yeah, that would be nice. We have uh, enough Clover that we can probably make that happen in the future. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. I will be certainly harvesting some of my own from my own lawn this summer, for sure. So we're going to finish up our uh, little clover joint, and um, we'll be right back with some shout-outs. We've had some recent uh, 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 messages. It's <laughs> the word I'm looking for there. <laughs> <laughs> I smoke one puff of clover. I know. Goodness. Uh, but we've had some recent messages on Instagram, and we want to share with you some uh, graveyards. So we'll be right back Ooh. Uh, with that information. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. That's okay. We'll totally <laughs> we'll totally talk to you soon. We hope you loved learning a little bit about some of our plant and green witchy superstitions today. I hope that you learned a little something about clover. And I'm still slightly lackluster on that. Yeah, dude. You know, I was I was expecting a little more from you, Red Clover, but that's okay. You know, now it, we know it served its purpose. Not every herb can be yeah. mugwort. We'll, we'll try it when we have a cough. Maybe. But uh, before we completely leave you for today, we wanted to give a couple of shout outs. Uh, we had a couple of comments and shares on Instagram recently, and we wanted to specifically thank. Uh, Coney uh, Denzian for their suggestion of Greenwood Cemetery in Brooklyn as a cemetery we should visit for a future episode. Yeah, as, dude, we'll visit that. As well as uh, Ninja B ninety nine for Mount Feek in Waltham, Massachusetts. Yeah, we'll visit that too. Yeah, that one's super close. So you're probably going to hear Mount Feek before you hear Greenwood Cemetery, only because a uh, trip to Brooklyn is a little more than a, a day's drive and back from yeah. Somerville. But we can do it. We can do an overnight. If you have a Waltham, we'll see you soon. Yeah. 
yeah i mean if you have other uh, cemetery suggestions if you loved those episodes and you want us to come visit a cemetery near you let us know if you have thoughts on red clover or you want to share your own favorite superstition with us drop us a line at 5c2p pod on gmail or the instagram and we will definitely respond to you we appreciate your time and attention in doing that you know we always give these shout outs to the the people who reach out to us, which I, I feel like we always should, but we sh- I, I do feel like we should give some shout outs to those who are kind of always here and but behind the scenes with us. Absolutely. So we'd like to take a moment to thank Engineer Dan for all of his work making us sound dope as shit. Thank you, and- Engineer Dan. <laughs> we would not sound this good without him. And <laughs> we'd like to give a quick thanks to Brian as well. Yeah, so, Brian. For our theme song. He made our theme song. Eventually, we're going to have lyrics for it. One day. One you day, keep saying it. Yeah, one day, <laughs> Ronnie and I are going to have a recording session, and we are going to sing the song of our people. If you're real inspired and you want to uh, drop us a line, again, at 5C2PPod at Gmail, with some lyrics to go with that dope song, because I ain't writing them. <laughs> Well, you know what? I think that we can write them. We do have a full audio file for the song, too, which nobody aside from us has heard yet. So if somebody is interested in writing a song for us, we are happy to send you that audio file. Until then, keep on listening. Be chill. Remember, be kind. No Nazis. No pervs. Totally.